Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, good morning and welcome to Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm today's guest host, Mandy Gunasekara, filling in for Gerard here at the Trustmark Studio alongside Rhino. We've got a great show lined up. We're going to cover a lot of topics with a range of guests, and I'm very glad that you have joined us. Now, I want to hear from you while we're going through the show. Um, just a reminder, you can text us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. And uh, one more reminder, do not text and drive, especially those of you who may be driving down to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. Uh, hand those text and responsibilities off to your passengers. All right, so we're going to kick things off with our very first guest, um, Governor Phil Bryant, 64th governor of this great state. Governor Bryant, welcome to the show. Well, Mandy, good morning. I hope you can hear me well. I can hear you great. Uh, I, I was a little unsure if I could get all this technology to work from the farm down in Kapai County. So it uh, we're up and running. Thanks for Franklin Phone Company. Well, that that's awesome. Thank you to Franklin Phone Company for sure. Well, look, Governor, one of the things I want to yeah. talk about is uh, a, a good news story. There's a lot of bad news out there, um, but one of the, the the good news stories, especially in Mississippi, um, is the issue of education. And I know when you were governor mm-hmm. from day one, this was a priority in your administration. This culminated into a program called Education Works, which some have described as really the lasting legacy of your administration, where you focused on getting quality teachers and ensuring children had the ability to read. We continue to see good outcomes from these investments um, that, that you started. You know, just read this in. Why did you make education an early on focus in your tenure as governor? Well, you know, I, I'm a political historian. I, I taught uh, political science, state, local government at Mississippi College. So I've always been fascinated by Mississippi political history. And, of course, I look back to William Winter, my dear friend who we lost last year, and, and, and what Governor Winter was able to do in public education and, and what a lasting effect it had. And I, I had seen there had been a gap. There had been some discussion and some movement forward in Mississippi since that time, and that was the 1980s, but we had not made that leap. We had not had that really dynamic 
change for the good in public education. And, and I actually called it abysmal once, and a lot of people got upset about that. But I was looking at, at how many third graders could read, for example, and it was a, 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 about 48%, not quite 50% of our third graders could even read on a third grade level or proficiently. And, and our educational graduation rates were, again, struggling. Uh, if you look at, at in those days when I came in in 2012, um, it, it, the graduation rates were 70%, way below the national average. So I think we were somewhere behind Washington, D.C., and maybe a couple of others in our graduation rates. And I said, that's just unacceptable. <clears throat> now, everyone uh, in the public education environment had said, well, it's just money. We just need more money, and, and you give it to us, and everything will be okay. Well, I had looked at the money that had been put into public education primarily over the years and realized that was not the – the reality that what we had to do was be innovative with the funds that we had in a poor state like Mississippi. And, and we began to do that. And I remember William Winter's words again, echoing that uh, economic development in Mississippi would pass through the schoolhouse door. So I made that a priority for an educated workforce and for the future of the children of Mississippi. They deserved that. Well, investing in uh, the future of this state is certainly showing dividends. Um, we saw a lot of progress on, on numerous indicators, as you mentioned. Now, fast forward to today. Um, unfortunately, the COVID situation has probably been hardest felt on our children. Many of these long-term I- impacts, I believe, we do not yet fully understand and fully appreciate. Now, in Mississippi, um, and in large part, the willingness of Governor Tate Reeves, who really fought to keep the schools open and Mississippi children in person and in, in, in school so they could receive the benefit of that in-person teaching. But beyond Mississippi and even certain areas in Mississippi, a lot of children have been out of the classroom. Where do we go from here in terms of getting our kids out of a COVID-induced educational slump and back on that track to success that you really built out during your administration? It- it is so disturbing. You're right. When I left office in 2020, the next year, Mississippi's fourth graders led the nation in reading. Now, think about that. Look it up. America's report card showed that in the progress of reading, Mississippi's fourth graders were doing better than any other state in America. Our graduation rates exceeded the national average. We were graduating more students in Mississippi and keeping the accountabilities levels high than any other state or than the national average. So we, we had all of that going for us. We were putting more people to work, lowest unemployment rates, highest graduation rates in Mississippi's history, and then COVID hit. And, oh, by the way, I, I think Governor Reeves is doing a very good job. He's taken a commonsensical approach to this and not not pandered. He, he hasn't overreacted. He's done exactly what good leaders would do. He's looked at the data. He's worked with the scientists at the Department of Health, Dr. Dobbs and his team, and he's applied what controls we can. And, and remember, this this is a virus. So as much as government would like to say we're the answer, we are not. Now, now we can be the problem easy, or, or they can be the problem. I'm not in government anymore, thank the good Lord. But what we've got to do is look at how this has affected children. You have children. Uh, I've got four grandchildren. Um, and, and so remote learning is just not a long-term option. It, it is not. Uh, those soft skills that we see that every employer is looking for and every parent wants 
things like conflict resolution, team building, uh, being able to verbalize yourself in your thoughts, being able to write those down when you get uh, older in like third and fourth grades, for example, and begin to to have those skills that a good employer would say those are the necessary or they call them soft skills that we need. Well, those are learned through interaction. Those are learned with very good teachers in classrooms. Those are learned with uh, working in small groups with uh, other students in the classroom or exchanging those. You know, we had this remarkable thing when I was a kid. I bet you had it. And it was called play. And you learned a great deal through playing with your classmates. You learned to share. How many times do you tell your children, now share with your brother, share with your sisters, y'all share, y'all play nice, don't fight. Those, as we just sort of toss those concepts away, they're critically important for a child's upbringing and his or her public education. So we've got to get back into the classroom. Um we know that children have been dramatically affected by COVID and, mm-hmm. and thereby their teachers and thereby their parents and, oh, by the way, thereby their grandparents. So when I hug my grandchildren who come home with COVID, I understand that's a challenge and that's why I've been vaccinated. That's why I, I think that's important, although it didn't keep me from getting COVID. It didn't slow that down at all. Maybe I felt better, but um, we have to get back in the classroom, and that means more testing. Uh, I can tell you I, I had a relative that was trying to find a, a testing kit at one of the local uh, pharmacy or department stores, and they, they're non-existent right now. You can't find one. So yeah. we've got to work at making sure that these children in classrooms have testing capabilities so we know if they do have COVID or if they're exposed to COVID, or, and if, if we need to move them out of the classroom, we can do that. But the answer is short term, we've got to get back in. We've got to involve parents. Uh, we've got to involve the healthcare, uh, dynamic as much as we possibly can. Some of these children that live in, in the Mississippi Delta, like I did when I was a small child, there's just not a clinic, uh, right around the corner. It's just not easy to hop up and drive to a clinic and get your child tested and possibly treated. So, uh, perhaps schools will be a location that we can add more healthcare. I think we're going to have to maintain medical records for children in the future. That's something that's coming very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are those children? What do they have? What have they been treated for? What are they medication are they taking? We actually, Mandy, in the past, something bothered me, and this is a little bit aside, but it does deal with COVID and medications. Uh, we've had uh, teachers that had to ha- hand out medication to students. Um, that's a troubling condition and situation that you're putting teachers and counselors in um, and office workers. Uh, when a student comes into the office and says, oh, by the way, I need my medication. Yeah, are I, they taking it? Are they taking it properly? Are, are there liabilities existing? These are things that we all must work on. But getting that child back in the classroom is priority one. Well, yeah. And, you know, letting teachers teach and focus on the education of children and not be involved in a lot of these extraneous issues um, that have really taken precedence. All right, yes. Governor, um, I want to uh, ask yes. you to stick around for the next segment. Um, one of the things I want to touch on is critical race theory. You can't really have a conversation about education in America without touching on this. Um, sit tight for a little bit. And after the break, we can get into that. Um, again, with everyone on the line, this is Mandy Gunasaker, a guest hosting for Gerard on Middays. We'll talk more after the break.
No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? What? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. What are the kids singing about? You know that game, Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet, and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? (laughs) Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. (laughs) You knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, Mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. (laughs) Like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew. It was either that... Or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've got to go, you've got to go. Gotta Go, 601-879-3969. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back. Well, Rhino, you let the song say it for me, uh, but welcome back to everyone. This is Middays with me, Mandy Gunasekera, here on Super Talk Mississippi, guest hosting guest hosting for Gerard. I've got Governor Phil Bryant on the line, um, and we were just talking about the state of education in Mississippi, which 
is actually a good news story um, given early on investment that has produced good outcomes, something we continue to struggle with in the context of COVID. But um, Mississippians, I believe, are set up better because of a devotion to trying to keep kids in the classroom and a realization that even with this remote learning and all the technology we have, that cannot replace what you get out of interpersonal communication and experience with your teachers and with your peers in the classroom. Um, now, unfortunately, there is a little bit of a bad news side of this equation. Um, you can't have a conversation about education in America today without talking about critical race theory or CRT. Now, some will describe this as it's just a legal framework or uh, it's academic movement, nothing to be worried about, um, and it's just a boogeyman in the state of Mississippi because it really doesn't exist here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Governor Bryant, tell us, what is your take on CRT, and is it something that the parents of Mississippi should be paying attention to? Well, absolutely, and I think the parents all across America are paying attention to it. We see it every night on the nightly news. If you're you're watching the news that will show uh, this interaction of parents and school boards, and, and we see it in the political dynamic in Virginia. Uh, there, there's little doubt in anyone's mind that Glenn Youngkin was elected there as governor of Virginia based on the, uh, the, uh, the concerns of parents and particularly critical race theory, the CRT, which it, think about this, just what it says, critical race theory. It's just a theory. Now, the, the, the theories that go on in public education are, are, are thousands. And so if we started saying we just will pick a theory, 40 year old concept that's hasn't been proven, it basically says even racism can't be done away with. Even the strides that were made in the 1960s and 1970s and until today, if you look at racism, there are just pockets of racism that might be here or there, and no one I know of wants to associate or have anything to do with a racist. If you can literally find one, somebody that stands up and says, I am a racist, who wants to be associated with it yet? Critical race theory and its proponents say that it's embedded in our legal system. There's nothing you can do about it. Maybe reparations is the only answer, but the only way you can do it is divide people. This is identity politics. So you're either victim or predator. And and, and this is what critical race theory is bringing to us. So a small white child that is having difficulty, if you, well, I remember, you might remember about the seventh grade, uh, when we began to see in the ninth grade, actually with me, as we began to see integration, when they're struggling with all the changes, and then someone comes in and says, you're inherently racist. And oh, by the way, the Constitution's inherently racist. The Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment, they might say, is certainly inherently racist. All the banking institutions, everything is set up in American government, the founding fathers, it was all inherently racist, and there's really nothing you can do about it but apologize and provide reparations and change do away with the Constitution, tear down the statues. Uh, let's do not uh, talk about the even the painful truth of the past, uh, and let's blame their descendants, something that just cannot happen. So this is a real threat. Uh, I, again, I taught American government. There are such wonderful stories that exist throughout America uh, involving African Americans, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, if, if anyone can talk about what happened during the civil rights movement as a government teacher, as a civic teacher, and be proud of what took place here in Mississippi, the courageous men and women like Medgar Evers that literally laid down their lives 
were murdered and assassinated just trying to register people to vote. These are the heroes that we should lift up, and all the people who joined both black and white uh, standing next to them uh, and said, we want to stand to change America. And indeed, we had, and we should celebrate that. We should be proud of it. And, and we cannot go into school districts and, and, and take up the time, if you will, to to do uh, to work with identity politics for the purposes of having someone come out of that system with a propensity to vote for the Democratic Party. Uh, we don't have time to do that. We've got to get these children back in school. We've got to make sure they have a safe environment. We've got to look at infrastructure. If you don't have working bathrooms, trying to teach a theory doesn't do you any good to a second grader. If he or she can't be safe in their environment, it doesn't do you a lot of good to tell them the founding fathers were racist. It doesn't do any good if they can't come out and go to work for Nissan or Toyota, if they can't go into college and become a doctor, go to a new fine medical school here in Mississippi, and go to work for NASA or build warships at Ingalls. Right. It doesn't do them any good if we don't teach science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. Let's focus on substantive education um, and leave the politics for, for another time. Uh, they will eventually be thrown into it. Um, but, you know, uh, on CRT, a, a lot of times... Um, the theory itself is disguised using language like equity and diversity and inclusion. And so you have some folks saying, look, it's be just because you don't see the letter CRT or critical race theory. It's not something that could potentially infiltrate um, the, the Mississippi education system. You know, who's to say that it's not already there, but it's it's focusing children at a very young, impressionable age to have a perspective that is very anti-American and very anti the foundational aspects that have made this country great and have led people, like you mentioned, Medgar Evers and others who are an important part of our history, which isn't all rainbows and butterflies, but an important part of this history because Mm -hmm. they are here in the United States. They've had that equal access to opportunity, whereas CRT really focuses on... um, equal outcomes. And so it's not just this idea, it's also going after curriculum, doing away with honors programs and things along those lines that really can help elevate students to that next level um, if, if they have that propensity and interest to do so. Now... And this is really the dark side. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, no, go ahead, Governor. This is really the, the, the difficult side that we deal with in theories. Uh, if uh, a, a group come, would come together and, and say, we have a theory that math was designed uh, primarily to benefit white children. So it, no wonder you're not doing well in your math class. So look, I, I'm dyslexic, um, and I repeated the third grade. If someone had come to me and said, you know, Irish kids are just not good at reading, <clears throat> and this whole system is designed for your failure, I might have said, well, no wonder I can't read. Uh, gosh, my Irish descendants weren't good at this, and, and, and the school system is all designed to punish me uh, for my ancestors being immigrants from Ireland here to the United States, and that's it, and, and they ought to change the whole system to make it equitable for me. And so what I don't want to happen, what parents don't want to happen, what America doesn't want to happen, is to say, you have a reason for not succeeding. You can't succeed. The system is built against you. Uh, I think that's a, the the soft bigotry of low expectations, as George H., right. uh, George Bush uh, defined it. And we cannot do that to these children. These children are not dumb. 
children in inner city schools, in rural schools, in the sunflower school systems. If you you go in, and I, I can't think of the school district where I read not long ago where there was a, a chess uh, opportunity for children in that school district, rural school district, to compete in chess. And they were they were challenging schools all over the nation. We had a STEM program and a coding program in Jackson where uh, children from inner city Jackson were learning to code. And, and and every one of them were doing remarkable jobs. So I, I just can't believe that someone would say, we're going to give you a reason to fail. We're not going to offer tutors or reading coaches. We're not going to rise uh, together. We're going to uh, to have mediocrity. And somehow we're going to blame you if you succeed. If you're an African-American student and you're doing too well and you're, you're, you're making all A's and you're getting uh, educational opportunities in higher education, somehow we're going to say, well, something happened to, um, to allow you to do that. And, and, and you shouldn't be exceeding above your peers. So this is all the <clears throat> socialist agenda. It says have identity politics. Blame someone else for your failure. Uh, recognize that the government only has a solution and that you're not ordained by with those unalienable rights that were given to you by God Almighty. Right. We're going to take that away from the Declaration of Independence and, uh, and the ideas uh, of that all men are created equal. And uh, that is slowly, again, rewriting history so that we might be able to use identity politics and as Arnie Duncan and I said in, in our article we wrote to get Arnie Duncan, who was um, Education Secretary for Barack Obama, keep politics out of the classroom. That's right. Well, and I encourage everyone to go read um, that that op-ed that you, you coined uh, with Arnie Duncan. Uh, shows that there is bipartisan opportunity in the space of education if you focus on the things that really matter. So, Governor, look, thank you so much for your time. There are a lot of other issues I wish we had time to get to today. But um, appreciate your, your work on this important endeavor and look forward to seeing what all is in store for you and that affiliated work in 2022. All right, Mandy, thank you so very much, and Happy New Year. God bless you all. Yeah, Happy New Year. All right, if folks will stick around, we've got news and topics on immigration and the rest of our guest list coming up. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, cloudy skies, high near 78. Tonight, 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 63. For your New Year's Eve, 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 79. And for New Year's Day, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 77. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Baroni'sTreePros.com. That's Baroni'sTreePros.com. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The entire country is seeing a surge in COVID cases, and there are some important votes coming up in the Senate. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith says no one can afford to be absent. When the previous administration, when we were had circumstances, we would really work with the other party to say, you know, we know that this is these funerals are going on or whatever, that someone's not going to be here. We can postpone this. I'm not so sure they would work with us on that. Chuck Schumer runs the Senate. He's doing a very poor job of it. He's never had to do that before, and it has just amazed me just the procedures that he can't get right and that, you know, we're staying there on, you know, extra days because he literally, the man cannot run the Senate. So I'm not sure they would work with us on it. I would hope that they would, but I don't expect that. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. 
Mississippi, the place you call home, is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. What a great show. Brian, I appreciate that uh, that intro. Really spiced things up. All right, welcome back to Middays. I'm Mandy Gunasekera here on Super Talk Mississippi. Um, and if you just missed the interview I had with uh, former Governor Phil Bryant, 64th Governor of Mississippi, we focus, focus a lot on the state of education. And I just want to put uh, an, an endpoint on our CRT or critical race theory discussion. Um, look, anyone worried about this um, is not alone and certainly not crazy. You know, I know I've certainly been in instances where people will say, it's not here. It's not really an issue. Just just sit down and stop being a conspiracy theorist. But it's something very real and very tangible. The same folks who will try and argue that CRT is not something to be worried about. Um, those are the same people who would say that Antifa is just an idea and that the destructive force um, that 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 destructive force that wanted to tear down this country didn't actually cause all the damage during the summer of violence in 2020. Um, yeah, it was Jerry Nadler that was saying, oh, that's that's not real. That's fake. Yeah, absolutely. And and even uh, then campaign uh, campaigner Biden, um, he had said that Antifa was just an idea, um, which is just an absurd premise, something something absurd to say for sure. Um, so when it comes to CRT, it is very real. It's something to pay attention to. Um, you know, in in my family, I've got a brown child and a white child, the way the genetics have worked out. And by critical race theory standards, one of my children would be an oppressor and the other one would be oppressed. So this is extremely damaging to young children. The reason that a lot of these leftist organizations are focusing on early education is because that's when children are very, very impressionable. So for anyone who wants to find out some more information, um, wants to have important information that can help you not only be informed and empowered, there's a group called the Manhattan Institute. They've put together something called a toolkit for concerned parents. If you just enter that into your search engine, um, you can take a look and be informed and empowered on this issue. Now, reminder to our listeners to let your voice be heard. Middays is opening the phone lines so that your voice can be heard by fellow Mississippians. You can call in to Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, the line is 888-808-8637. Um, and just to wrap up, we've gotten some some response on the C Spire text line. Um Larry and Jackson said the elephant in the room is that it's all about personal behavior, um, which is which is true. I agree. Personal so, responsibility is a tough pill to swallow, especially the younger you go. 
Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, and so it's it's something that uh, we need we need to focus on. And our listeners are all over this. So that is great news. Now, one other story that has really made the headlines this week, Rhino, I'm not sure if you saw, apparently uh, there is no federal solution to COVID. Um, I've got a clip if you wouldn't mind playing that. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. All right. Well, uh, we may have overemphasized the point, but the first part of that clip was from Biden on the campaign trail, um, making his grand promise that he would shut down the virus and open the economy. And then the last aspect of that was his recent admission that, um, oh, by the way, there is no federal solution. Now, Rhino, you know what you call it when um, when you're a member of the Democrat Party and you flip flop your position or you're unable to fulfill a promise? Is that a pivot? It's a, a pivot is one word, but they, they get to call it just they've evolved on the ah, issue. Oh, yes. They, they've totally evolved. Uh, you know, there's no promise that has been broken. I would highly disagree with that. But it's interesting. The White House, in response to that, tried to clean up the statement by saying, look, it was it was simply taken out of context. I'm not quite sure how you take that out of context. But look, I, I, I think it's immensely frustrating. The only reason that Joe Biden is in the White House is because of COVID. Um, it caused two significant consequences. One, it spurred the economic shutdown, which was the best thing President Trump had going for him. Americans were happy. And when all that was taken away, it obviously created political instability and a void. And number two, COVID was used as a justification to change how people voted, which allowed for all sorts of shenanigans that we continue to hear about and uncover. I'll be talking about a little bit later with one of our guests, Christina Bob, who's been at the front lines of looking into election integrity issues. But nonetheless, COVID is the only reason that he's in the White House. And come now uh, the end of the year, one year into uh the Biden administration turns out there is no federal solution, um, despite him running on opening the economy and shutting down the virus. Now, Reiner, you may recall when the Biden administration first first came on in, and I, I have to belabor this point because uh, I found it personally offensive. They claimed that there was no plan for addressing COVID um, by the Trump White House. They said they basically came in and uh, there were just empty pages, no plan what really happened, and we all know this, is that President Trump handed Biden multiple vaccines, multiple therapeutics. Vice President Pence was leading the COVID task force. I, through the Environmental Protection Agency, was a part of some of the sub teams that really helped feed information, try to organize logistics on the COVID task force. Um, and not only had they come up with, with these life-saving measures, but they also had come up with a distribution plan. Fast forward to today. You can't even find a rapid test available. So it just goes to show, look, I agree. There is no federal, quote unquote, solution to COVID. We have always known that that was a lie that was sold on the campaign trail. 
Um, and uh, when it comes down to it, my take is that whether it's uh, the, the, the government's appropriate role in this, be it federal, state, county, or city, is to provide tools to fight COVID, to provide access to those tools, but let people decide what is best for their own health. And full stop on that. All right. In other news, since we are on the topic of COVID, Dr. Fauci recently made news. Um, an article from the Daily Mail found that Anthony Fauci is set to get the largest retirement package in federal government history at $350,000 a year when he steps down, according to records. Now, this will make your blood boil if, if your if your blood pressure isn't already up, so be warned. But, you know, when he's he's not out there trying to cancel our holidays, mandating quadruple masks, goggles, funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, he's getting paid the highest salary of any federal employee. Um, so the, the article goes on. He, uh, The 81-year-old director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases is showing no signs of retirement. But if he did, based on the fact that federal employees earn retirement pension of 80% of their average uh, three highest salaries, he would get about $350,000 a year. Now, it's interesting, too. He makes more than the president. The president earns $400,000 annually. Um, Dr. Fauci... Uh, in 2020, earned 434312 So a man that has misled the public, admittedly, about COVID. Do, do you remember the noble lies? We've heard noble lies all year. First, it was it was on face masks. Um, you don't need to wear face masks, but oh, you do. And he only said that is because he didn't. He didn't want to deprive health workers of the ability to get face masks. The other one was the constantly moving target on herd immunity. Um, the, the the next one was the effectiveness of vaccine in the context of covered measures. Remember when we were told, well, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear the mask. But then we were told, actually, you guys have to wear the mask again. Um, and then the impact of the virus on young Americans. I was reading another article recently that, that found this fall um, – the CDC and Dr. Fauci basically ran a story that misled the public about the presence of COVID in young Americans, really for the purpose of trying to get them vaccinated. So again, these noble lies, um, you know, while he's telling us these noble lies, he also lied to Congress about his potential okaying funding, taxpayer funding for gain of function research that is strongly to be believed the very source of the entire pandemic. Okay, so uh, I'm all about devoting appropriate resources to those who choose the typically less lucrative path of public service, but something is wrong with Dr. Fauci. And importantly to know is that while his expert opinions were relied on to shut down the economy and deprive the average American access to their livelihoods, he was removed from the consequences of his recommended actions. And I think that's something that, that folks need to understand, not just of elected leaders, but unelected officials. There's a role, um, but they shouldn't, shouldn't be the final word on policy outcomes that can be absolutely devastating to such a wide swath of Americans. All right. We are going to wrap up this segment, um, take a short break, and then I will start talking about some of our upcoming guests. Um, coming up at the top of the hour will be Christina Bob. You may know her as a reporter on One American News, but there's a lot more to her, and we'll get into all of that.
Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue Serving Mississippians. Now is the perfect time to do something new. Try a new color. Entertain in style. Elevate your comfort. New Year's savings have started at Miss Kelly's, and right now you can save up to $300. Plus, get 60 months financing with no money down. Visit us online to check out what's in stock and ready for you. Trying something new never sounded so good. Going on now at all Miss Kelly's locations. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code LANE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code LANE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LANE. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 164 to 114.63. May cotton was up 137 to 111.74. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 9 cents, 13.59 and 3 quarters per bushel. May soybeans were down 8 and a half to 13.69 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down 2 and a half to 603 per bushel. May corn was down two and three quarters to six oh four per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was down twenty two to one forty fifty. April live cattle was down twelve to one forty five twenty. March feeders down twenty five to one sixty seven eighty. April feeders down fifteen to one seventy ninety. And if the open the Dow Jones up seventy one points, thirty six thousand five sixteen. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton. Featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. I'm Mandy Gunasegra filling in for Gerard on middays here in the Super Talk Trustmark studio. I'm glad you are with us. Now, Renu, on the, the outtake music you just had, you are playing a little bit of Game of Thrones. I noticed, is that because winter is officially coming this Sunday? A little bit, yeah. We, we usually play some theme songs on Thursdays. And, uh, yeah, I had to pull out Game of Thrones with the winter weather potentially making its way to the Magnolia State. On Sunday, I think it's the latest report. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, listening to the earlier show, and we'll have my double jackets accessible for cold weather uh, Sunday and Monday. We'll actually be in New Orleans driving up through the storm, but Ooh. we'll be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, weather this time of year in the Magnolia State, you, you just never know what you're going to get. It's not unusual to have Christmas and New Year's and shorts and flip-flops, but it's also not unusual to have this crazy flip in the temperature where Sunday you'll be in shorts and flip-flops or Saturday you'll be in shorts and flip-flops Sunday you're probably going to want to bundle up yeah well you know I I, I find winter uh, is more I can endure it better when there's those breaks um, I've been in DC and I've been in North Western Ohio during the winter months. I bet and that gets a little bit colder. It gets very cold. Uh, I don't like to be north of the Mason-Dixon line um, post-fall, pre-spring. That's a rule. That's a rule for me. All right. Well, uh, one quick note here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert and statewide leaders will be live at the Mississippi Economic Council's Capital Day on Thursday, January 6th. This year, they'll be at a new location, the Mississippi Trademark, and to register, go to mec.ms. That is mec.ms. Again, that's the Midday's Remote on January 6th. All right. Week um, from today. Yeah, exactly. A week from today. All right. So one story I, I want to get into um, before talking, again, as, as I've been uh, mentioning, we've got a uh, really great discussion on immigration and other issues coming forward, but... One of the things I personally worked on at the agency or in the administration at the Environmental Protection Agency was balancing regulations. And what President Trump was really known for was cutting out red tape. We had a rule. It was the two for one rule for every one new regulation. You had to pull two off the books. And that's because what we found in Democrat administrations is that um, they will use regulatory authority to build up barriers against economic growth and certain technologies that they do not find politically favorable. Now, the name of the game when it comes to regulations is that they have to be balanced. When they're out of balance, that becomes an issue. Um, in the Trump administration, we cut over 80 regulations at the Environmental Protection Agency alone and saved roughly $100 billion 
to the economy from being expended on complying with regulations versus what it was ultimately spent on, which was investing in the economy, building out new businesses, expanding operations, hiring new workers. That's how it used to be. Um, now, undercutting the regulatory system, there's a lot of tools that the agencies use. Um, they use accounting metrics, how you calculate costs and benefits, legal interpretations, transparency, access to underlying data, and finally, hearing from a diverse range of scientific perspectives. Um, now, I'm going in the weeds just a little bit on this, but but stick with me. So, undergirding a lot of agency actions is something called federal advisory committees. Um, now, these advisory committees are very important for shaping information used to make final agency decisions. March of this year, you may recall under the Trump administration, there were allegations that we were doing away with science and scientific perspective. That wasn't true. But what actually happened in March of this year, you may not be surprised, the media did not cover this. 20 days into the Biden EPA administrator's official tenure, he purged two key scientific boards, the Scientific Advisory Board, Clean Air Science Advisory Board. And he fired them all, and then he restocked them with people who would agree with a more aggressive approach to regulation, um, people who are green cheerleaders and would side with environmentalists that would prefer the government shut down economic growth because they think that's the only path to better environmental outcomes. Now, the good news, there's one scientist who is actually fighting back. Um, he's challenging this action as a violation of uh, the Federal Advisory Committee Act that requires fairly balanced that requires that the boards be fairly balanced in terms of points of view represented and EPA history and policy to consider a cross-section of stakeholders directly. Um, look, balanced outcomes are very important. When you lose this balance, and this administration under Democrat control knows how to tip the scales in their relative favor, um, we've got to maintain balance so agencies aren't weaponized against political opponents but focused on progressive, important agency missions like the one at the Environmental Protection Agency. It's something under the radar, but something to pay attention to because it can have extreme consequences. It's tough to take greenies seriously if they won't even consider nuclear. Exactly. That's right. If you really want to cut emissions, that's the best path to it. All right. Stay tuned. After the break, coming up next, we will have Christina Bob. Um, she is a former Trump official at Customs and Border Protection and current host of One American News Weekly Briefing. We'll be getting into all manner of topics, including the state of the border crisis and uh, election integrity efforts across the country. Stay tuned, and we'll see you after the break. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Pam Puso. A suspected cop killer is on the loose in Illinois. Two police officers were shot responding to a disturbance call overnight at a Comfort Inn along Highway 50 in Bradley, south of Chicago. One killed, one critically injured, Darius D. Sullivan, a 25-year-old black male now wanted a $10,000 reward has been offered for his arrest. Fox says Jeff Manasso, yesterday another Illinois officer was shot and killed. Severe storms in the south damaged homes and businesses in western Alabama. It is amazing that we had no no injuries or fatalities, you know, and it's, it's amazing how we was looked over in that way. Winfield Mayor Randy Price, at this time, it's unclear if a tornado touched down. 
America's listening to Fox News. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID case numbers jumped 80% and hospitalizations are rising. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, we've entered a fifth wave. For the previous week leading up to to December 25th, 59.6% of all identified uh, cases were due to the Omicron variant and the remainder primarily due to Delta variant. But as of 1220 and forward of the specimens we've now analyzed, 67% are due to Omicron. Omicron is significantly more contagious than Delta, but the good news is it appears to cause less severe illness. And when the legislature convenes Tuesday, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman expects the biggest challenge to be overseeing the expenditure of the $1.8 billion allocated from the American Rescue Plan. Lawmakers will also likely address a potential teacher pay raise, rehabilitation of the state's public parks, tax relief, an increase in state revenue, and redistricting. I'm Andy Davis. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWG Employer services.com are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel go licensed unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money but they may do shoddy work or in some cases no work at all costing you far more in the long run protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors remember go licensed For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 77-year-old Judy Baxter was murdered in her Amory home on August 12th. Amory police say while there are no suspects, there has been a promising finding. DNA was sent to the state crime lab, processed, and developed in this case. The DNA is of an unknown person, but the profile has been entered into the national database. All information and evidence will continue to be investigated. 
And U.S. Marshals say five teenagers are safe following a sweeping sex crimes investigation in New Orleans. One of the teens, a 17-year-old runaway wanted on a human trafficking warrant out of Tangipahoa Parish, was also wanted in Natchez for allegedly stealing a car and was known to have prior ties to several female runaways from New Orleans. Thirty people were arrested, including 17 convicted sex offenders. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, January 6th at our new location, the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from statewide elected officials, legislators, and business leaders, and will provide attendees a special preview of what they can expect during the 2022 legislative session. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Register today. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the show. This is Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasekera here on Super Talk Mississippi. And we are about to talk to Christina Bob. She is a well-known host and reporter for One America News. Um, she hosts a show called The Weekly Briefing. I encourage everyone to seek that out. It is always great news, great insight. And we are extremely happy to have her on the show with us today. Christina, how are you this morning? Hey, Mandy. Great to be with you. Great. Thank you. Well, look, um, I you worked for the Trump administration. Um, you were an appointee at Customs and Border Protection um, mm-hmm. and really did a lot to help stabilize what was then an unstable situation. And unfortunately, what we have seen in November, um, it has actually been the worst month in the Department of Homeland Security history in terms right. of illegal border crossings. I saw one stat that said it it is up 140% since uh, last November and a 221% increase from the average number of November apprehensions during the Trump yeah. administration. So uh, just to jump right in, what what is going on um, in terms of this administration and why is this border crisis seemingly spiraling out of control? Well, I think this administration wants open borders. I mean, they can't say that because voters would never vote for it, but they want it. And that's effectively what they've created. President Trump and his administration closed the border, especially with all the COVID restrictions. They effectively closed the border, said it's a national emergency. 
no one's coming across, and anybody that was apprehended was turned around within two hours and sent back to wherever they came from. And then the Remain in Mexico program, which was a huge success, not only prevented people from just walking through our border claiming um, asylum, sorry, claiming asylum, and then getting a free pass until their court date a year later, they had to wait in Mexico until their court date. And, you know, Biden has reversed that, and now Texas and some of the states are trying to implement it on their own, not at a federal level, but at a state level. And the Biden administration is just intentionally trying to open our borders, and we're not seeing a lot of press about it. They're not talking about how bad it is, because it it really is a huge problem for American citizens. We're being overrun. We are absolutely being overrun by uh, over 100 countries. It's not just Mexico. It's not just Guatemala or Honduras. It's, you know, 100 100 or more countries are streaming through our southern border, and uh, the Biden administration doesn't want to talk about it. Well, not only do they not want to talk about it, they they want to act like it's not really a problem, and and right. uh, and and they have nothing to do with it. It's it's kind of famous now at this point that neither Vice President Kamala Harris nor the president have meaningfully visited the border um, while they've been in these positions of of leadership. And so yeah. it's 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 really frustrating that this is causing harm in American communities um, around the border, but elsewhere, and they won't even visit it to get a sense of what actually is going on yeah well it's not a crisis for them the crisis for them is the media and they can keep the media under control they don't care about the fact that this is harming american communities that people are getting killed by illegal immigrants or drunk driving illegal immigrants they don't care about that they want open borders they want a globalist mentality they want a globalist policy and so as long as they can control the media which they largely have, they don't care about the actual border crisis, which is why they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, you're, you're saying they are prioritizing politics over actually substantively yeah. doing things to protect Americans and, and help them live uh, safe, stable, and prosperous lives. Yeah. Um, if, if they're not working to protect and keep the American people safe, um, who is it that the Biden administration is trying to appease with their open border policies? Uh, I think it's the globalists, the cabal, the the people who want to control the world effectively. I mean, we're seeing a a globalist move all over the world. You know, we we like to localize it here in the United States and say, oh, 2020 was a rigged election. It was stolen. But we're seeing this push all over the world. We see it in Australia. We see it in Europe. We're seeing it in many, many countries where you have radical Marxists trying to take over control of various countries all at the same time. It appears coordinated. We haven't had a lot of coverage of any of the coordination, so it's hard to say. But the fact that it's all happening right around the same time is is interesting. And I know they're using COVID as an excuse for it. But uh, we've had COVID long enough now that we can see the policies they're putting in place aren't based on science, despite the fact that they were when or despite the fact that that's what they were claiming when COVID first came out. But their policies aren't based on science. So if they're not based on science, what are they based on? And it's. It's really this globalist movement to try to seize power with a collective few around the around the world. And, of course, they need to do it in the United States because we are the biggest, most powerful country. And if if they can control us, they can control everybody else. Yeah, that's right. And you've um, I will give you a shout out to your coverage and uh, continued 
um, continued attention on on this important issue. Now, if if they were serious, if they were serious about stabilizing the border um, and protecting American communities and the American people writ large, what type of policies should they be focusing on? They should have just left it how Trump had it. I mean, he had he had pretty much controlled the border. He shut it down. They had the Remain in Mexico program. I think the Remain in Mexico program is exactly what we need. Uh, he needs. They need to empower Border Patrol and ICE to actually do their jobs and patrol the border and uh, you know track down illegal immigrants and send them back. But they've pretty much neutered them and said, you know, we're not even going to let federal law enforcement enforce the law. So they're sitting around twiddling their thumbs going, yeah, there's illegal immigrants coming in, but we have to let them go. So they're doing everything they can to make this crisis worse. You know, if they want to fix the problem, just go back to Trump era policies and let federal law enforcement do their jobs. Yeah, let federal law enforcement do their jobs. And, and when they do, don't unnecessarily criticize them. Uh, recall yeah, exactly. when, when they were on horseback and there was the whole yeah. whip gate. Um, that's that's not the way for the administration to treat the men and women who literally put their lives on the line to try to keep this country safe. Something this exactly. administration has seemingly refused to do from day one. Um, now to switch gears really quick on another issue you've been very bullish on um, and, and involved in terms of oversight is election integrity. Um, you've mm-hmm. been closely following the state audits. Can you give us a broad overview of what is and isn't happening across the country? Yeah, so we're at the point now where most of the state legislators have, Republican state legislatures have decided to not do anything about uh, the election. And so we're seeing grassroots pop up. Arizona proved that their Senate was willing to actually give the people what they want, which was an audit. That went very well. And then pretty much in the other states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, it's left to the citizens to really dig into what happened. They're doing open records requests, FOIA requests, and they're trying to piece things together that way, looking at what's publicly available. And it's actually quite surprising the amount of information that they've been able to get and obtain. You know, we've seen a lot come out in Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a plethora of information indicating fraud and malfeasance there. Um, so at this point, I think any anybody, not I was going to say conservatives, but Democrats, too, because this, this is not a Republican or Democrat issue. Anybody who wants to see transparent elections, you need to vote out the people that are currently in your state seats and put new people in. And, of course, I always get the question, but aren't they rigging the elections? How can we vote them out if the elections are rigged? It's a, it's a house of cards. The elections, yes, they rigged it in 2020, but it was such a complex and comprehensive organization that they had to do to rig the presidential election in 2020 that it will be very hard to replicate. So I think if people get involved and are pushing the issue and we have a bunch of volunteers show up at the elections, I think you can successfully replace your state and local leaders, and then you might actually see some, some changes come out. I think you're absolutely right. When you say this shouldn't be a Republican and Democrat issue, it should be an issue where anyone who appreciates the integrity of what it means to cast a ballot in this country, um, yeah. some, something they should seek to improve. So, look, based on what you're seeing on the grounds and the folks that you're interacting with, it, it sounds like uh, you have a positive outlook. But but just to lay it out there, do you believe we'll be in a better position um, for the midterms coming up in yeah. 2022? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. There's people involved. They're engaged. We're seeing massive turnouts for volunteers who want to work primary elections. 
any of your listeners, I would encourage you to all get involved in your local elections and secure the elections at the local level. I do think we'll see, I think we'll see a massive shift in 22. Yes, I do think that the establishment, not just Democrats, but the establishment will try to cheat again in 22. But I think the more people that show up and the more people that get involved and make it harder, uh, I do, I think we'll see, we'll see a big shift. I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's all about people paying attention and holding uh, elected officials' feet to the prover- proverbial fire, fire goodness, mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, to, to have them follow through and do something that is so important um, to how this, this country operates. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, Christina, look, thank you so much. I know you have to uh, jump in a car, head to the airport, so safe travels, um, and have a, have a happy new year. Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. All right. That was Christina Bob um, with One America News Network and former Trump official. Now, stay tuned. After the break, we are going to get into the topic of cryptocurrency, something you may have heard a lot about but may not know that much. Um, We have Fred Thiel, who is an expert and an industry player, who will be joining us next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, cloudy skies, high near 78. Tonight, 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 63. For your New Year's Eve, 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 79. And for New Year's Day, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 77. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My daddy is on a deer hunt, so I decided to sneak in some extra sales to help you finish your Christmas list. Don't tell daddy, but you can get a 20% discount on any annual membership or purchase a monthly membership and receive two boxes of ammo free. Purchase any farm class and get up to 20% off. Don't miss out. And that's what daddy gets for going deer hunting. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. With a single handshake, John Ravenstein buys millions in diamonds. And that's the buying power it takes to be Mississippi's direct diamond importer. You see, we sell so many diamonds, the finest diamond cutters from around the world come to us. He's got the million-dollar handshake. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. That's why here at Juniker Jewelry, you'll shop from ten times the loose diamonds you'll find in average jewelry stores. Because finding just the right diamond at the right price. The perfect diamond for her is what Juniker Jewelry is all about. Best of all, we guarantee the lowest price in the state. We even have 12 months interest-free financing for qualified buyers. So when you're ready, we're ready at Mississippi's Direct Diamond Importer. And I want to shake your hand. And make her the happiest girl in the world. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's Direct Diamond Importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. 
Since 1935, the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson has been serving the freshest seafood to generations of Jacksonians. It's a Mississippi landmark. Redfish, snapper, crab, oysters, fried, grilled, broiled, or blackened, all fresh and waiting for you. Don't forget our world-famous comeback dressing, a gift card, and a bottle of our salad dressing, the perfect year-round gift. The Mayflower opens Tuesday through Friday for lunch and dinner, Saturday dinner only. BYOB. 123 West Capitol Street. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. All right, let's get things going for our next segment. This is Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasekara on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, our next guest is here to talk about a very new and novel topic, blockchain technology, and in particular, cryptocurrency. Uh, This is a new industry. It's cutting-edge technology that is rightly described as the digital wild, wild west. Now, the reality is that this industry is so new, um, at least in broader applications, that there are very few actual experts. We are lucky to have both an early adopter, a proven expert, and major industry player with us today, Fred Thiel. Uh, Fred Thiel is the CEO of Marathon Digital Holdings, which is described as a publicly traded digital asset company that mines cryptocurrencies with a focus on blockchain, on the blockchain ecosystem, and the generation of digital assets. Fred, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am great. And I'm very excited to have this conversation. Um, now, look, I became involved uh, with Bitcoin in particular as an issue about six months ago uh, when a question arose about the Security and Exchange Commission and potential regulatory interests. This is a hot topic. But as is the case, one phone call led to another phone call, about 10 podcast sessions, um, where I was trying to find out more information, connecting with leaders in Wyoming. Um, and now I'm at the point where I'm thinking through various applications that blockchain technology can be used to improve environmental outcomes. Um, so it's one of these issues where when you start learning about it, things can pick up pretty quick. But a lot of folks listening are not familiar with the digital asset universe um, and what Marathon Digital Holdings does. Can you give us just a brief 101 of the digital asset universe and Marathon's relative role? Sure. So uh, Marathon is very involved in uh, the Bitcoin blockchain, and you can kind of associate the Bitcoin blockchain to what TCPIP was for the Internet. So if you go back to 1997 in the Internet days, uh, for those of you who are old enough to have kind of been online in those days, um, you essentially had some websites. You had this thing called a Netscape web browser that you could use to watch the content that was on those websites. You had very rudimentary video streaming, mostly it was text content. And you could search using AltaVista and other search engines like that and find content. But that was kind of all you could do on the Internet. The world of digital assets today is kind of in that same stage. It's very early on. The Bitcoin blockchain, think of it as a ledger. Uh, it's like in your bank account, 
you see transactions, money coming in, money going out of your bank account. Well, the Bitcoin blockchain is like one big uh, central system that a bank would have. And you see transactions going from one person to another, one wallet to another. And those are assembled into what are called blocks. That's why it's called a blockchain. And those blocks are interconnected one after the other. And once a block has been written, it can't be rewritten, it can't be overwritten, it can't be erased. So it's an indelible record. Why is that important? Well, in centralized systems like in a bank, for example, the bank can change the balance in your account at any time. In the blockchain, nobody can change the balance in your wallet because it's indelible and it's been written um, kind of metaphorically in stone. So blockchain technologies allow for trustless interaction. There isn't a central authority and intermediary. So if you think about um, money in your bank account, well, the IRS can garnish that. Um, creditors can access it. Money in a digital wallet, unless that wallet is held on a central exchange or via a central custodian, nobody can access it. It's yours. So what digital assets and digital technologies bring to the common average investor, the average asset holder, is a way to be fully in control of their assets. And specifically around Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a store of value. It's kind of a record of property, if you would, um, that no government controls. So nobody can inflate it or deflate it at whim. And it's an asset that is specifically limited. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. And we've already mined uh, 90% of the Bitcoin that could ever be mined. Uh, The last Bitcoin will be mined around 2140, so long after I pass away. Uh, But essentially what Marathon does is we operate large data centers with computers whose sole purpose is to assemble transactions into these blocks, calculate the blocks, and then we run a competition against our peers in the industry to see who can come up with the right mathematical proof or think of it as the right answer to a math problem. And if we are first in doing that, then we win the block and we are paid in Bitcoin by the blockchain for that. And so today we get 6.25 Bitcoin for every block that we register on the blockchain. And the uh, likelihood that uh, a miner like Marathon will win a block is essentially statistically determined based on how much compute power we're contributing to the overall global network. And today the global network... Um, consists of millions of computers who generate uh, essentially the equivalent of uh, 190 exahash. Um, a hash is a calculation, so think of it as um, 190 um, million, million, million. I know, People mining generate, and then we contribute a certain portion of that. Okay, great. Um, I, I think you broke that down really well. Look, th- there's a lot of issues that have come about. I think some of this is m- misinformation spread about by people who are just generally critical of this whole idea because it really exceeds a level of control that um, that traditional currency and the institutions built around them are used to. Um, some folks may be wondering, though, they've been exposed to this type of information. Um, y- you say that this is basically a transaction where there is no third party, so it's safer and secure. Um, there's been information that uh, this is actually just something used by by criminals and people that wish to advocate ill will across the globe. Can you briefly respond to that? Sure. The uh, the 
currency that is used predominantly for illicit transactions is this fiat currency called the U.S. dollar. Uh, Bitcoin has, uh, by its nature, full transparency. You can see and follow every transaction. So imagine if the Department of Justice, the FBI, whoever, um, could see that, oh, you just paid money to a criminal, the criminal moved the money from bank A to bank B to bank C to bank D, etc., and then just wait for them at the last bank for them to try and withdraw the money and arrest them. That's how the Bitcoin blockchain works. You can see every movement of money across the Bitcoin blockchain. It is very hard to obfuscate uh, using Bitcoin. It's easier with other crypto assets, but Bitcoin, it's very, very hard. And uh, you can do a little bit of Google searching and you'll see some of these larger ransomware attacks that happened earlier this year. The Department of Justice was essentially able to follow the money all the way to the criminal who had perpetrated it. And that's thankfully because it was done using Bitcoin. Yeah, and so some of these criticisms are, are overblown and a little out of context. Um, now, now, look, shift gears domestically. Many states, Wyoming, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, come to mind. They're working hard to be havens for cryptocurrency investment and a magnet um, for affiliated types of investments. What should a state like Mississippi um, that has access to cheap, reliable power, which is very important in terms of um, mining and engaging in the network, what can we do to attract this type of a type of investment that's going to be important um, looking forward into economic opportunities of the future? That's a great question. So every state should be focused on um, how they can leverage digital assets uh, to help build a better economy in the state. So at, at the simplest level, it's why not adopt digital assets as a way to manage payments and investments within the state. So you find certain politicians in some states are even taking their salaries in Bitcoin, mayor of New York, mayor of Miami, for example. Um, power is one thing. Cheap power is good relative to having Bitcoin miners mine in the state. So that in and of itself will bring jobs and generate revenues within the state. Um, if you go to the layer above that, as you start building businesses that create um, applications for payments or real estate management for investment management, even lotteries, all of these things can be built on different blockchains. And if a state adopts a positive uh, regulatory framework for that, then you'll see companies come into the state, invest in the state, hire people in the state, and really build businesses around that. And just look at the benefits that uh, gaming brought to certain states um, and to First Nations tribes. Not that Bitcoin is gambling at all. I don't mean it that way at all. But it's an industry where the minute you create a friendly regulatory framework, you create economic benefits for people in the state. And I think that any state that builds good regulatory frameworks uh, that provide safety for, for consumers, but at the same time incentivize company to in, companies to invest in the state, will be very beneficial. And I think Wyoming's doing a great job with that relative to their banking regulatory frameworks. I think any state can do that um, and really open up their economy more to digital assets. Well, you've certainly given us a lot of food for thought. Um, in 10 seconds or less, what are you looking forward to in 2022 when it comes to growth and use of Bitcoin the most? Just seeing it enter the mainstream to a greater and greater extent and seeing potentially 300 million U.S. bank accounts offer the ability to buy, sell, and hold Bitcoin. That's amazing. Well, well, Fred, thank you so much for your time, for joining. This is a great conversation and hope you have a happy new year. 
Thank you very much. Same to you. Down at Fraggle Rock. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Dave Logan, General Manager and a Nissan of Jackson. Holiday savings continue during the Nissan year-end sales event. This year-end event is the perfect time to buy your next Nissan with significant savings off MSRP. This is a great time to get your vehicle service for holiday travel. Canon Nissan Service Department is open six days a week and no appointment is needed. 2021 and 2022 models are on the ground at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And we have your favorites like Nissan Rogue and Nissan Murano. Call now for best selection. We have over 700 pre-owned vehicles available in all makes and models. Payments start at $199 per month on pre-owned units for qualified buyers. No credit, no problem. Call today, ride tomorrow. You still have time to save on your favorite Nissans during the Nissan year-end sales event. Merry Christmas from all of us at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with the Mata Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID case numbers jumped 80% and hospitalizations are rising. According to State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs, we've entered a fifth wave. For the previous week leading up to December 25th, 59.6% of all identified uh, cases were due to the Omicron variant and the remainder primarily due to Delta variant. But as of 1220 and forward of the specimens we've now analyzed, 67% are due to Omicron. Omicron is significantly more contagious than Delta, but the good news is it appears to cause less severe illness. 
And when the legislature convenes Tuesday, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman expects the biggest challenge to be overseeing the expenditure of the $1.8 billion allocated from the American Rescue Plan. Lawmakers will also likely address a potential teacher pay raise, rehabilitation of the state's public parks, tax relief, an increase in state revenue, and redistricting. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children's Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today. I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish—we enjoy it all. Especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays starting at two p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi, and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Playing this song has made me think of Footloose that featured none other than Kevin Bacon. And I have to ask you a really important question. Do you happen to know what December 30th is in terms of national days? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not. It is National Bacon Day. Ah. Yeah. So, um, you know, a wise person once said that everything is better with bacon. Uh, we can't see the point in arguing that, nor would we, because I believe it is true. Um, now, how popular is bacon? You can find many items also flavored or scented with bacon, including popcorn, soap, candles, air fresheners, and many more. In the United States and Canada, um, bacon is made from pork belly, which we are very familiar with. Elsewhere in the world, did you know that the side and back cuts of pork are used? Um, meat is cured in a salt brine or a salt pack, and after that, it is either dried, boiled, or smoked. Now, what is your favorite bacon dish? Do you like it regular or mixed in with other things? It is tough to beat just plain old bacon, but I will give a bit of a, a hangover cure oh. if you uh, happen to imbibe a bit too much well, on New Year's Eve. This is a very relevant topic. Oh, yeah. Take your bacon, cut it into half, like get the pack of bacon, cut it in half so it's a little bit more manageable than a full strip of bacon. Okay. And burn it black. Cook huh. it till it's almost burnt and smoke's coming off of it. Eat that. You'll feel better. Okay. 
Well, uh, we'll... It's greasy. It's got charcoal to help absorb. It, it's everything you need. Yeah, we'll, we'll appreciate some feedback on the text line <laughs> um, after New Year's Eve to see how effective your advice was. You know, I have to say, um, I really appreciated the fact that bacon is showing up on desserts. Like um, Candied we, bacon is, uh, is, a, is a delicacy. It is so good. And there, um, there's a, I'm living in Oxford, and we have the Oxford Creamery, and they have all sorts of very indulgent donuts. And one of them is maple ice with bacon bits on top. And uh, anytime you're in Oxford and you have a bit of a sweet tooth, I recommend going by and trying that out. It's like the only way you can make a maple donut better. I agree. I agree. Otherwise, it's it's good. Um, now, look, the, the fact that you are playing Footloose, according to the founders of Bacon Day, um, you not only are supposed to eat a variety of bacon, Rhino and I have both given you a lot of food for thought, um, but you're also supposed to watch Kevin Bacon movies or movies with bacon in the title. Um, you can also give and receive gifts of bacon. Uh, this is highly encouraged. So to everyone listening who appreciates bacon, happy National Bacon Day. All right. So today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you will hear an interview with pianist Gordon Goodwin, who has won multiple Grammys for his jazz albums and multiple Emmys for his movie and television music arrangements. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. on most Supertalk Mississippi stations, supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So continuing with the theme of perhaps a little bit lighter news than than I was previously talking about. I didn't realize that Goodwin Uh did work for the soundtrack of The Incredibles. Oh, I didn't realize that either. He did the arrangement for the credits. Oh. Titled The Incredits. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. You know, we, we watch in The Incredibles 1 and 2 is uh, uh, regularly shown in the Gunasaker household. It's rare that you can have a movie like Incredibles 2 that came out, what, 10, 15 years after the first one, and it, it just jumped right back in. It was just as good. Yeah, it was. You know, um, so this is a little bit of sidetrack, but uh, I love the movie. But I actually watched that movie. I was in California, and it came out, it was July of, was it 2018, I think? Um, and I, 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 it was summer of 2018. I remember this date because I went to watch it in the movie theaters with... June 2018, yeah. June, yeah, there we go, 2018, um, end of June. And uh, when I walked out... Uh, I got a tweet alert that my boss at the time had just been fired. <laughs> he was the then administrator of EPA, Scott Pruitt, the first round. Um, and President Trump had had informed the entire world that uh, he was resigning from his post um, via Twitter. And I learned that out, learned that walking out of the door from inc- watching Incredibles, too. So when I think of Incredibles, I appreciate it. But it always kind of brings that that back up. All right. Again, staying on a lighter side of the news, um, Rhino, are you familiar with the Let's Go Brandon mantra? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it has taken the world by storm. <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, it's back in the news after uh, one of uh, a father or a parent, it was a father, um, who was participating in some of the Santa NORAD conversations with First Lady Jill Biden 
and President Joe Biden. Um, at the end of his back and forth, he said, let's go, Brandon. And the president, seemingly not understanding or knowing about that phrase, said, I agree, let's go, Brandon. So this, of course, has conjured back up all the uh, the, the pearl clutching that occurs in mainstream media when someone has the audacity to say something they disagree with and they can't appreciate uh, a, a well-placed jest. Um, but there's a there's a Wall Street Journal article today that uh, points out, look, um, codes, using codes to respond to otherwise uh, insufferable situations is just a part of our standard culture. This is interesting. Staff at Disney World refer to troublemakers as, quote, treasured, a treasured guest. Oh, we, we know all too well the ability to say something without saying something here in the South because we have the phrase, bless your heart. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, I, anyone listening in on the on the text line, I would love to hear from you um, beyond bless your heart, which is it's so great because it's so applicable. Um, and if you just emphasize the Southern accent that you naturally have when you say it, it is that much better. But a uh, text line, let's let's hear from you what your favorite codes are that really help break up uh, otherwise insufferable situations. Um, Now, Disney World is treasured guest. Um, There was another one I wanted to point out that was pretty funny. Um, Let me scroll down just a little bit. Um, Let's see. Well, another one that that just came up was, um, you know, when you're going to say something offensive and you always start out no offense, but um, that's just another standard code. And uh, people responding with uh, I'm fine, typically when they are not fine. So, look, let's go, Brandon. Yes, it has a political connotation. Um, it really upsets a lot of people who are otherwise removed from the consequences of this administration's actions. And I just love let's go, Brandon, because um, it says what you want to say without using extremely offensive language. Um, well, I mean, that's. That's the purpose of coding language. I mean, you you have codes that you use for safety things. Like if if you're at Wally World, if you're at Walmart and you hear Code Adam come over the the announcers or the speakers, that means there's a, a missing kid. They're looking for a kid. Yeah. But they're not trying to scare everybody and say, "Hey, we got a missing kid," so they use coded language. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, there, there's important context, not just for humor. Uh, but also, also for for safety here on the uh, C Spire text line, um, someone said they use how precious. Um, and let's see, Nancy and Brandon has said, I love the phrase. Well, ain't that special? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, when I when I was working in D.C., um, you know, I found myself in situations where I was just surrounded by people who didn't appreciate uh, colloquialisms from the great state of Mississippi. And I would just drop those occasionally to, to throw people off. Yankees have a hard time understanding fixing to. What are we what are we fixing? Fixing to. It doesn't have a G. It just uh, at best it has a little apostrophe. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Mr. Kevin. I mean that in the nicest way possible. These are great. All right. Robert from Oak Grove on the ceasefire text line. You poor thing. Instead of arguing or insulting someone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, this is uh, this is how we get through life. There's a lot of uh, there's there's some seriously 
difficult stories and some hard situations that we all have to get through and finding ways to break through that uh, with with code and a little bit of humor. Um, it just helps us get through and makes life that much more interesting. Um, now, quickly shifting gears uh just want to do a quick recap of the conversation we had a little bit ago with fred teal who is the ceo of marathon digital holdings i ran through that pretty quick but uh i think in the space of cryptocurrency and blockchain uh there is a lot of opportunity and i i know that it's a conversation that some folks start having an eyes glaze over, but in a state like Mississippi that is constantly looking to be ahead of the curve in terms of economic growth and development, um, there's a lot of opportunity in that space. It's something I'm going to continue to talk about. And for anyone who is really looking for a good resource to sort of break down the basics, there is a YouTube channel called Crypto Casey. Um, I encourage folks to check that out. And beyond that, stick around. We've got Lucian Smith coming up at the top of the hour um, and Paris Denard from the Republican National Committee to talk about the year interview and the outlook for politics. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. My name is Larry Warren, Warren and Warren Asphalt Paving. Larry, we've seen new asphalt companies coming into the area. What's the difference between them and what Warren and Warren offers? Well, first of all, Warren and Warren will be here with you now and after the job is done. These other people, you don't know where their home office is. If they're from out of town, do they have a tax ID number? Do they pay taxes in the state of Mississippi? That's the biggest problem. Do they have anything with the Better Business Bureau? You look into it a little further, you may find out that they're not even listed with the Better business bureau. Everybody is different. If a person beats us on a bid, most of the time it's because you're not comparing apples to apples. They're not doing the exact same thing that we're doing. And we stand behind our work and we're going to be here. And we do all kinds of work. Anything from a patch job to a million dollar job. doesn't make any difference. People can call me at any time. They can call my telephone number, 601-270-4637 or my office number, 601-736-1203. We still do not do highway work. And Never will. Callaway's after Christmas sales starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, color plants, and pine straw to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Our land Landscape designer Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Callaway's after Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas, 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All 50% off. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Callan Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's this is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The House Agricultural Committee will move into 2022 with a hearing on electric vehicles and the impacts they could have on agriculture and rural America. The committee chairman, 
David Scott of Georgia also expects action on the Growing Climate Solutions Act in early 2022. Rural broadband is another area where Scott said the committee's work helped make a difference. The bipartisan infrastructure bill includes $65 billion to expand broadband nationally with expected new investments in rural America. He went on to say broadband will tie into carbon programs because the data needed to help show farmers are sequestering carbon. He said that without them being connected to the Internet with the technology and with the problems we're having with measuring carbon, we brought all of those things together. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? <laughs> I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. I can't listen to this song without engaging in some... I wish like I had a candle to hold and just sway back and forth. Uh, great song to get things going, this segment. segment. This is Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasekara, here on Super Talk Mississippi in the Trustmark studio with Rhino. Okay, I've got a little bit of transportation news uh, just for any folks who may be out there flying. Um, it's not great. Uh, things tend to always get complicated and complex around this time of year, but um, just want to give folks a heads up, especially if you're flying on jet blue um, a, a story earlier this morning as delays and cancellations continue jet blue cuts its schedule uh, this is due to the ongoing rise in the omicron infection that's fueling more flight delays cancellations nearly 1600 flights have already been disrupted earlier this morning and according to flight tracking website flight aware 980 are delayed more than a thousand have been canceled. Close to 1,100 flights were canceled on Wednesday. 
Now, JetBlue is responding by cutting more than a thousand flights from its schedule. Airline says it's dropping nearly 1,300 flights from the schedule starting today and running through January 13th. All right, so folks, if you are flying JetBlue, just uh, check your alerts, pay attention because you don't want to show up to the airport um, just to find out that your flight's been significantly delayed or actually canceled. Now, I think the good news for most Mississippians and folks in the southeastern area, they're going to be driving, uh, driving down to New Orleans, a lot of folks, as we head into Sugar Bowl weekend. Um, and speaking of driving, um, there's some other interesting news. Rana, have you heard about these autonomous trucks, like 18-wheelers? I've seen some some research on them and some proof of concept, but uh, I haven't seen an update recently. So the recent update, an, uh, one autonomous truck completed a run without a driver. This was the world's first autonomous semi-truck that completed a first run on a public road completely without a driver. Uh, the company that developed the truck and the technology said Wednesday it happened in Arizona and two simples autonomous semi rolled uh, semi rolled out of Tucson on December 22nd made an 80 mile trip to Phoenix safely and efficiently. The company says that the truck navigated city streets, traffic lights, lane changes and open traffic Too simple. The name of the company says law enforcement vehicles follow it at a safe distance for an extra layer of protection. So this is interesting. I I do think we're going to start to see a lot of autonomous vehicles. And when I was at the Environmental Protection Agency, um, we have a division devoted to the future of transportation. And I heard a lot about um, opportunities in this space. Now, this always cuts into the issue of drivers. Um, you know, if you have machines replacing the ability of people to do jobs, then that can create a problem. But the issue of, of driving, uh, especially um, cargo carrying type uh, equipment and tractor trailers, semi trucks, is that there is a there is a driver shortage. And so and you notice this wasn't a long haul. This was 80 miles. Yeah. And I've seen some some studies suggesting that for long haul, they would utilize automated trucks in kind of a caravan system where you'd have a driver in the truck up front and then a caravan of however many trucks you need behind him following him using automation, but he's still the one plotting the course and making all the, the main decisions, kind of like a train on the road. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with this vehicle-to-vehicle technology, folks, you already have that if you're driving up on someone and, and your car beeps really loudly. Um, that's that type of technology working. But there's a lot of opportunities in terms of improved safety um, and the improved efficiency on the road, especially in the context of how we ship our goods around this country. Um, and something that, unfortunately, has with many issues under this administration, uh, we've struggled with in terms of of getting uh, ships from the West Coast and delivering goods to the American consumer um, via via trucks predominantly and then trains in some cases as well. So um, interesting new technology that has a long list of opportunities. Um, now, I do want to mention really, really quickly, at the top of the hour, we are going to have Lucian Smith. Um, who is a well-known attorney and the former chairman of the Mississippi GOP. He's going to come in and talk about some big stories, uh, year in review, so to speak. We'll touch on a lot of the themes that we've already talked about today, but then also give us a really good outlook of 
things to come uh, nationally and in Mississippi. Um, you really don't want to miss this discussion. He'll be coming in at 12.05. Um, this is Middays with me, Mandy Gunasekara. Stay tuned, and we'll catch back up after the break. FMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Pam Puso. Lines remain long at COVID-19 testing sites. The number of COVID cases recorded yesterday in the United States skyrocketed to nearly half a million, almost twice the number of the worst single day last winter. Here in the nation's capital, medical experts say it's the highest risk anywhere in the country, a 900% spike in cases over the past two weeks. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson, the New York Times says the FDA is expected to authorize booster shots for children 5 to 11 with immune deficiencies. What was likely a tornado has left behind a big mess in western Alabama. That's one thing I learned as as of last night. You hear the warnings, heed the warnings because you cannot outrun a tornado. That man owns a business in the city of Winfield. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. Got a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Up to this point, Republicans in the state legislature have resisted Medicaid expansion. But Tim Moore, CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association, believes expanding the program is the best option for the state's working poor that don't have insurance. He said he recently received a report from Manit. Manit is a consulting group across the country, very prominent, that sent out unsolicited by any of us. I think the Commonwealth and uh, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation funded the study 
but overwhelmingly again the benefits to the state of Mississippi and the people to expand coverage and, and provide access to the working poor. And in an effort to reduce the spread of COVID-19 among employees, the city of Meridian's offices will be closed until Monday. No water services will be disconnected during this time and essential personnel will still be available to respond to emergencies. In addition, beginning Monday, masks will be required for city employees and for those entering city buildings. I'm Andy Davis. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Hey, sports fans. This football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Nobody won last night's Powerball, so the estimated jackpot for Saturday's drawing is up to $483 million. Now, some lucky Mississippian is probably trying to figure out what to do with the $150,000 they won in a Powerball drawing Christmas Day. The player claimed their prize earlier this week. The jackpot for tonight's Mississippi Match 5 drawing is up to 55000 and the jackpot for Friday's Mega Millions drawing is up to about $221 million. Jackpots for the December 16th and December 25th Match 5 drawings both hit, but no one's come forward to claim the money. And private nonprofits impacted by last year's winter storm have until February 4th to apply for the SBA's Federal Economic Injury Disaster Loans. Loan amounts up to $2 million are available. Those eligible include, but are not limited to, food kitchens, homeless shelters, museums, libraries, community centers, schools, and colleges. To apply, visit disasterloanassistance.sba.gov. I'm Andy Davis. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit slash business. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip. Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
official afternoon now as we go from mid-morning to early afternoon. Um, now, before I get to our in-studio guest, uh, I do want to read a, a really great code someone sent me. It's too funny to pass up. Um, but uh, earlier when I was asking folks on the ceasefire text line to send me their favorite statements that are important for cutting an otherwise insufferable situation, um, this is one of our listeners sent in a statement. She's a peach to describe someone that's actually being a beach. And some words were edited for radio. That is B-E-A-C-H, just to be clear. <laughs> All right. Lucian Smith, we've got you in studio. I'm very excited for you to be here. You're actually my first in-person oh, wow. uh, interview since I've been in the guest host role. So thank you so much. Can't Absolutely. Of, I'm honored. I can't think of a better person to, uh, to, to talk to and catch up with. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Um, every, I think the majority of our listeners know you are the former chairman of Mississippi GOP and regularly provide insight um, to the Super Talk station on the state of political affairs. I think something that would be really interesting to go through is just looking back at the year. Um, there's been a lot of major stories, some that received initial media attention and then fizzled out one way or the other. But, um, you know, I, I think we could get into themes, but when you think about this past year, what is a news story? Um, what What is one of the biggest news stories that just comes to mind? I mean, I, I think the, and this is more thematic than a specific story, mm-hmm. but but the, the discord between the way Joe Biden ran uh, for president, the way he, yeah. he asserted that he would be as president, and then the way he turned around and governed, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, he... he the pitch in uh, in 2020 was that he was going to be this kind of moderate, boring, make the trains run on time president. Not you know the, the way he termed it was that he was going to be a transitional president, not a transformational president. And then he turns around uh, and tries to govern, uh, you know, with his models being uh, LBJ and FDR, uh, both of whom had massive mandates, uh, and both of whom were. Uh, dealing with actual crises that needed uh, some of the legislation that they uh, they passed. I don't necessarily agree with everything that they did, but you know Biden had no mandate for that. I mean, he, he yeah. didn't come in having some a he didn't come in with some sort of overwhelming uh, victory, having run on uh, a, a, a platform that was far left. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have strong control in either legislature. I mean, when LBJ. Uh, passed the Great Society legislation. There were overwhelming Democratic majorities that supported him in doing it. I mean, here you've got razor-thin majorities, uh, and he's been trying to ram through this this far-left agenda. And to me, that's sort of the the one of the dominant political stories of 21, and I think it's going to resonate in a big way in 22 as we look at the midterm elections. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, it was so stark, uh, in my opinion, coming after President Trump, who um, really was – he wasn't – your normal politician where right. you were sold a bill of goods on the campaign trail then when you got to Washington DC you governed differently and as you rightfully point out that is unfortunately what we've seen with Joe Biden and you know I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's not really calling the shots it's uh it's it's the staff around him I think that's right and uh and and some of the cabinet officials that he's put in place that are really just an extension of the Obama administration That's right that's right and I, and I think you're exactly right I mean, he he is, from what I can tell, and he makes public statements that sort of confirm this. He's very much um, he, he's sort of a figurehead, right? I mean, he he is. It's like he's the Queen of England, and people come in and hand him papers that he's supposed to read. And, and you you've seen him repeatedly at, at press conferences say things like, 
I'm not supposed to take questions, or they told me not to take questions today. You're the president of the United States. You, you can literally launch nuclear weapons with no one else's permission. Nobody gets to say, Mr. President, you can't take questions. Um, but it's clear that he's just sort of getting walked around by handlers. And I think you're right. I think they're, for the most part, young leftist ideologues, and mm-hmm. they're governing in the way that they would want to. But none of them could have ever gotten elected on the sort of platform that they want to see happen. Uh, and and I think that is a big part of the, of the left tilt that you've seen from him. Yeah, and the reality that you have a 50-50 split, uh, split in the Senate. Exactly. And you you have people like Joe Manchin um, and Kristen Sinema and members of their own party that are willing to stand up and say, hey, my, my name is on the door. My name's on this ticket. I can't I can't buy into this extreme agenda that, right. that, that you're trying to um, push on the American people. Somebody, um, somebody else made this point, but I, th- I think it's a really good one. I, it, the the the, the left, especially during COVID, but I think it's it's gone before then, has gotten so used to being able to bully people into things mm-hmm. uh, and do things by edict. You know, all these COVID mandates that you know didn't go through proper legal channels to be put in place. They were just sort of ordered. The cancel culture, where if you don't say or think the right thing, uh, suddenly they send the mob on you, and so people are so afraid to to diverge from uh, from the the standard dogma. And I, I think I think they sort of thought they could do the same thing with Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin that you know you could come in and say well you're evil if you don't do this have a bunch of people on Twitter uh, harass them and suddenly uh, they would change their views and, and I, it's they're uh, you know it's amazing I'm glad I'm very glad Joe Manchin is there uh, yeah. because he, he in a lot of ways he's one of the few things that's keeping uh, the, the worst parts of the Democratic agenda from making it through I think you're absolutely right okay looking back at the year um, what would you put out there as some of the biggest economic news that we all dealt with I mean I think it is tough to uh, inflation I think is probably the the biggest economic story I heard the crypto uh, conversation earlier and that's I think that's a very interesting financial story um, but inflation I mean most of us you know if you're our age you really have not lived in a time of significant inflation um, and inflation as you know is is about the best way to tax the middle class I yeah. mean, it is a tax almost exclusively on the middle part of the the income spectrum because you know if you're not to pick on members of congress but if you're a member of congress making one hundred eighty six thousand dollars a year if a gallon of milk starts costing eight dollars you're still going to buy milk if you want milk that's you know, right. it's not going to negatively affect you in, the, in in the same way it would if, if you were making forty or fifty thousand dollars a year and the other piece of it is the the wealthier you get, the more of your wealth is going to be held in assets whose value will continue to increase during an inflationary period even more than inflation. So if you're making $200,000 a year, chances are most of your wealth is in stocks. You know, Maybe you've got some uh, a, a rental property somewhere uh, that you're making some money off of. Uh, those are going to just get more valuable yeah. during an inflationary period, whereas if most of your money is held in a savings account, that is literally 6% less valuable than it was the the year before. It'd be like if you had, uh, and I'm going to use uh, round numbers because I'm not great with math. But Me if you, neither. If you had I a, went to law. <laughs> you <and me> both. <laughs> if you had $100,000 in your bank account, it would be like you just opened it up a year later and you had $94,000 in your bank account. And so uh, it, is, it is a very precise middle-class tax, uh, and it's coming in large part from the policies that, that have come out of the Biden administration. I, I know there is hope um, – that that it's going to be a temporary uh, thing, but I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm worried it's something we're going to keep on seeing 
uh, well into to 22 and possibly beyond. And that's going to that's going to really hurt people uh, it, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree. And um, and, and deter the people, the, the ability of people to invest and expand from a business perspective. Those small to mid-sized businesses are equally impacted in the same way that the middle class is. And look, the start of this year, the administration started off by flooding. Um, we're talking about trillions of dollars now, trillions of dollars into the economy um, when we had not yet had an opportunity to recover from the shutdown and the impact of COVID. That's right. And so just totally irresponsible. All right. And some of these, I'll say this, Mandy, also, some of these huge interventions Mm -hmm. um, from the federal government, you know, I I generally am against them. Mm -hmm. But you certainly don't need them uh, when we have a labor shortage. I mean, you're saying we've got to have these massive federal spending programs because uh, people can't find work. Well, uh, companies can't find people to work. I mean, that's the the worst time for there to be this massive infusion of uh, federal money that we can't afford to begin with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they should be encouraging people to uh, have easier access to to the workforce instead of just pushing them out that much further. That's right. Okay. Biggest political upset this year, what would you say? No doubt it's the Virginia race. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that was... We've been told for years that Virginia's, you know, certainly purple, maybe trending blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Glenn Youngkin won is a huge success. And, and it's a it's a testament. It's a perfect example of what you see going on with a well-run Republican campaign and the typical sort of Democratic talking points. I mean, all you are going to hear about for the next year from the Democrats is Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah. That is the only thing they want to talk about. And there was a, a great video that I'm sure you've seen uh, where they uh, they took the Democratic nominee, and it was him over and over again saying Trump. And I think it's a hundred different times at a hundred different events him saying Trump because the Democratic polling has shown that in certain more moderate areas like big swaths of Virginia, mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't poll well. So if you can connect Donald Trump to the Republican candidate, hopefully you turn some of those people off. Uh, but Yunkin ran on issues. He ran on important issues. He ran on issues that mattered uh, to regular voters uh, and not on personality. And, and when we run on policy, Republicans tend to win. You're absolutely right. And, and policies that are really embolden parents to be involved in their education. That's right. Um, something that really goes across both both aisles, Republican and Democrat. That's exactly right. All right. So we are going to uh, take a break. And have you stick around a little bit more. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about big stories of the year and what to expect in Mississippi in 2022. This is Mandy Gunasegra, guest hosting on Middays uh, on Super Talk Mississippi. We'll see you after the break. Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world. The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. Your 
Window Tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Godstadt. My daddy is on a deer hunt, so I decided to sneak in some extra sales to help you finish your Christmas list. Don't tell daddy, but you can get a 20% discount on any annual membership. I purchase a monthly membership and receive two boxes of ammo free. Purchase any farm class and get up to 20% off. Don't miss out. And that's what daddy gets for going deer hunting. Since 1935, the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson has been serving the freshest seafood to generations of Jacksonians. It's a Mississippi landmark. Redfish, snapper, crab, oysters, fried, grilled, broiled, or blackened, all fresh and waiting for you. Don't forget our world-famous comeback dressing, a gift card, and a bottle of our salad dressing, the perfect year-round gift. The Mayflower opens Tuesday through Friday for lunch and dinner, Saturday dinner only. BYOB, 123 West Capitol street are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you let the tree professionals at baroni's tree pros take out your problem limb by limb baroni's tree pros is your complete tree shrub and stump removal service no job is too big for the tree professionals at baroni's tree pros and with our superior cleanup you can't go wrong baroni's tree pros 601-345-8090 601-345-8090 that's 601-345-8090 or online at baroni's tree that's baroni's tree here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. afternoon and welcome back. This is Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasegara here on Super Talk Mississippi. And we're talking with Lucian Smith. Uh, we were just going through some of the the bigger stories that really defined 2021 on a national level. Um, you know, before we move into some of the issues that are particular to Mississippi and Mississippi legislative focus, um, here, here's one other question. What do you think is the biggest political theater story of the year? I think it's probably the committee that Pelosi uh, set up to ostensibly investigate what happened on January 6th. And, I, you know, from the get go and let me be clear, what happened on January 6th was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the people who were involved need to be prosecuted. But 
we have investigative agencies in this country who are investigating, who did investigate. Yep. They have prosecuted a not insignificant number of the people uh, who were involved on the uh, on the riot that day, and they should. And people ought to go to jail for a very long time for, for doing what they did. The point of this committee, though, it has nothing to do with finding facts. Yeah. It has everything to do with making sure that Donald Trump and the January 6th riots are constantly in the news. And the mainstream media is going to oblige over and over and over again for one reason, exactly what we were talking about in the Glenn Youngkin uh, race in Virginia. Mm -hmm. They think if they can make the 22 election about Donald Trump, uh, that they have a chance of holding on to the House and maybe holding on to the Senate. And so it is going to be Trump, 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 uh, you know, this insurrection, attempted coup stuff that there's there's no, I mean, look, it was a horrible day. And there were a lot of people on our side who, who, uh, hold a lot of blame for it and i've been very public about that but the idea that it was some sort of attempted coup there's no evidence for it but mm-hmm. you're going to keep hearing that uh, because uh, they think that that will help the democrats in the 22 midterm election and that's the sole purpose of that committee and there are lots of you know i'd love to know i'd love to see the committee investigate uh, why speaker pelosi was part of a group as i understand it that prevented the capitol police from having more people ready that day or from right. bringing in additional uh, support from the national guard in advance i mean that's a question that would be worth investigating but it's not what this committee is going to be focused on. It's going to be committed. It's going to be focused on generating headlines about Donald Trump so they can be used for political purposes in the midterm elections. Aimed at harming Republicans and, and those quote unquote Trump voters and Trump right. people they always reference. It's interesting the term insurrection. Um, it's 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 becoming common parlance yes. uh, among Democrats. And you're exactly right. They're using it for political purposes. If it was serious, you know, one thing I haven't seen any information about that I actually personally care about because I was there. Um, I was there with my kids in my home, which is a less than a quarter mile from the Capitol, probably about two football fields, was um, the bomber. Remember, there was a bomb um, by right the, the Republican, yeah, RNC, and then by the DNC. My house was right in the middle. Um, I had federal agents in my backyard. I've talked to the FBI twice about getting some of the footage I have. We haven't heard any information about that type of information, which that and Pelosi's decision to forego additional help when they knew how many people were actually right. coming in. Um, it's just it's it's not a serious use. It's not a serious endeavor. And I would argue it is a misuse of resources and authority um, uh, up there on Capitol Hill. Yeah, it's a purely political. Uh, it's it, it, to your point, it's political theater. Yeah. OK, let's focus a little bit on Mississippi. I've already had uh, one of our listeners on the text line, C Spire text line that has asked if we have any major predictions for what's going to happen in 2022. Um, now, some of these are story, some of these are stories from this year, but they will roll over into next year's action, uh, legislative action. I feel like at the top of the list is probably the discussion on income tax. What do you think is going to happen? Are, are we going to repeal that? Will folks find a way to repeal that in the state? I, I hope that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's a good idea to get rid of the, the income tax. Uh, the, the governor is supportive of it. The speaker has a, a, a bill to do it, and he's very supportive of it. Um, you know, the question is how you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I think, is the biggest sticking point, because the, the income tax provides a massive uh, amount of revenue to the state. And so if you just 
if you just passed a bill, and no one's suggesting this, but if you just passed a bill next year that said we, Mississippi has no income tax, um, that would result in pretty cataclysmic uh, revenue problems for putting the budget together. Now, there, there may be some people who'd be happy to see that happen, but it's it's enough of a percentage um, of the state general fund budget that you'd have to see a massive reduction in services. You'd see fewer troopers on the road. You'd see uh, you know child support centers having to shut down to cut uh, cut money back. So the question is how you do it. And the, the, the speaker has proposed um, a, a increase in uh, sales tax, but the increase is, is limited to certain areas of, of sales tax. So you, you wouldn't see your utility bill wouldn't get more expensive. Your groceries wouldn't get more expensive. And, and the way the, the speaker puts it is that it's essentially sales tax on pure consumables. And so the average Mississippian under his proposal, as I understand it, would get $1,300 uh, $1, reduction in their income tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would have to spend somewhere around $50,000 a year on things that are subject to the new sales tax in order uh, you'd have to spend at least $53,000 before your it wouldn't net out. And so he's brought in uh, for most but the point being for most people it would be a net reduction in the total taxes that they uh, they would pay and he's had it looked at by Grover Norquist uh, who runs Americans for mm-hmm. Tax Reform very uh, very conservative uh, very fiscally conservative especially on tax issues and Norquist, as I understand, has endorsed it, but I think the the big question is you have a you have one group uh, who is opposed to the speaker's plan specifically because it's a sales tax increase, and yeah. there's, there's a concern for you know if you're a say a retiree uh, who who doesn't really have any income tax liability. If you see your sales tax sales taxes go up, well, that's not really going to be a be a cut to you. And I think what the speaker would say is, uh, because that his bill doesn't increase sales tax on so many of the you know your your prescription drugs, your groceries, et cetera, that you really aren't going to be affected by it. And so I think that's going to be a big debate. I think there are also some people uh, you know who are more moderate who uh, don't want the state to give up that revenue. They'd rather uh, they'd rather spend it and ideologically. Uh, I'm just not one of them. I mean, I, I think people are better off. People know how to spend their money better than the government does, yeah. period. So I think if we can get rid of the income tax, that'd be a good thing. Well, and it would make Mississippi extremely competitive. If you look at some of our neighboring states, um, they've, they've gotten rid of their income tax provisions, and it has benefited significant growth and job opportunities, which in my mind can also level out some of the issues that are coming up and the how do we pay for this and maintain necessary revenues. Um, and I would agree with you, uh, not be in this position to where you're constantly trying to get more revenues to grow the size and scope of the state government. That's right. And more people coming is, is, is one of the best ways we can grow the economy is let's have more people coming here, spending money, living here, building businesses. And if, if not having an income tax causes them to want to be here, that's a good reason to do it. Yeah, I agree. Look, I was one of these people that I had left 10 years in D.C. I wanted to come back to Mississippi. I didn't really know how to make it happen. I know there's a lot of people out there that I talk to from Mississippi. Folks want to live here. And if we can do things to make it that much more enticing to come back home other than being home. Right. Um, which has significant benefit, but make people's lives and ability to grow and develop businesses and ideas that much easier. I just think that's that's a win-win all around. Uh, absolutely. Well, certainly be the source of interesting debate next year. Okay, another hot topic is uh, medical marijuana. This seems like something that um, there there is a uh, that the voters have spoken, and now it's just a matter of figuring out 
how to make it happen and when that actually comes through. Um, what, what's your perspective on that? I'm very confident that we're going to have a medical marijuana program um, at some point in 22. Um, I think, to your point, the people have, have spoken very clearly. I think the legis- a lot of legislators who never would have imagined voting for a medical marijuana bill, you know, now they've seen huge turnout in their district in support of it, and they're going to they're going to vote what the people voted for. The biggest question is timing. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of us, myself included, thought there would be a special session over the summer after the Supreme Court decision. Um, and the House and Senate, they eventually reached an agreement. And as I understand it, that they still have a policy issue having to do with the um, the, the volume of marijuana that a person can buy. Uh, in a single period, uh, and that's sort of a conflict with the governor. And so I think the yeah. biggest question is going to be, does the legislature, as some people have suggested, move this quickly in January? Do they come in, pass a bill, and be done with it? Uh, or do they continue to try to negotiate in session uh, with the governor? And, and I, you know, my guess is they're going to move quickly on it. I mm-hmm. think most of them, you know, keep in mind, 22 is the last legislative session before you move into an election year and so i don't think anybody in the legislature wants the headline issue of 22 to be medical marijuana so my my guess is they're going to move it fairly quickly and then if they don't uh, accede to the governor's preferences the big question is are they going to will the governor veto it and then what happens from there and they're going to be back at the back of the drawing board that's exactly right yeah, well, it'll it'll be certainly interesting to see um, what happens in that space, and and the win is certainly when it will happen. Um, I think is the big takeaway. Okay, in the last few last minute, um, anything else we should be paying attention to for twenty twenty two Mississippi legislative session? I think the big the big thing that's not getting as much play is redistricting. Yeah, uh, because of the census, they've got to redraw the congressional districts. Uh, they've already put a map out. Uh, there's already litigation about it. Uh, Mississippi's current congressional districts uh, were drawn by the courts, so we'll see whether or not that happens. And then the legislature's got to re- redraw its own districts, uh, and I don't, I don't think we'll see that map until the very end of the uh, very end of the session. But, uh, but I think that'll also be a major part of uh, what happens this year. Yeah, and that is always a source of heated debate um, and intense scrutiny. So um, we'll be looking forward to that. Well, Lucian, thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely, Mandy. It's great to see you. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year. You too. All right. For our listeners out there, stay tuned. After the break, we've got Paris Denard with the Republican National Committee to round out this discussion of what we are all looking forward to in 2022 in terms of the GOP and from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of showers, cloudy skies, high near 78. Tonight, 20% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 63. For your New Year's Eve, 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 79. And for New Year's Day, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 77. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. I'm here with John Ravenstein, and John, you sure seem to love what you do. What's not to love? (laughs) Working with diamonds and gemstones? Ever since I was a kid, growing up in Northeast Jackson, I dreamed of being a jeweler. You knew that early on what you wanted to be in life? I would ride my bike every day after school, Mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' store on Capitol Street to clean the jewelry cases, just to see every diamond I could. It was amazing. (laughs) Like a kid in a candy store, huh? And right then I knew it was either that or a rock star. I didn't know you could sing. You know, I can't. That's why I'm a jeweler. <laughs> I don't know, John. If you think about it, you got thousands of fans. Yeah. And women who adore you. <laughs> okay. You're a rock star. I guess you're right. And these, these are my Rolling Stones. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct 
Diamond Importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. This is a whole new me, <laughs> almost. You know. And, of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. <laughs> and then the whole it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Up to this point, Republicans in the state legislature have resisted Medicaid expansion. But Tim Moore, CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association, believes expanding the program is the best option for the state's working poor that don't have insurance. He said he recently received a report from Manit. Manit is a consulting group across the country, very prominent, that sent out unsolicited by any of us. I think the Commonwealth and uh, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation funded the study. But overwhelmingly, again, the benefits to the state of Mississippi and the people to expand coverage and and provide access to the working poor. And in an effort to reduce the spread of COVID-19 among employees, the city of Meridian's offices will be closed until Monday. No water services will be disconnected during this time, and essential personnel will still be available to respond to emergencies. In addition, beginning Monday, masks will be required for city employees and for those entering city buildings. I'm Andy Davis. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, wishing you all the very best for this holiday season. From our team to yours, our most heartfelt wishes for peace and joy in 2022. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Bring it on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Supertalk Mississippi. All right, welcome back. This is Middays with me, guest host Mandy Gunasekera, here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm very excited to introduce our next host, um, Mr. Paris Denard. Mr. Paris Denard is a longtime GOP political commentator, writer, consultant, and strategist with over a decade of private and public sector experience. He is currently the national spokesperson and director of Black Media Affairs for the Republican National Committee. Now, Paris served in President Bush's White House from 05 to 09 in the offices of Political Affairs, Ledge Affairs, and Public Liaison. He was also appointed by President Trump to serve as a commissioner for the President's Commission on White House Fellowships. Paris, so great to see you and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back on the show. Good to see you, Mandy. Now, I have to admit, uh, last night as I was going to bed, I was listening to the Real America podcast with Ronna McDaniel, of which you uh, were co-hosting with her. Um, really a little bit of prep work, but I also like that podcast for any of our listeners interested in getting another view of the folks who make up the GOP party in Washington, D.C. I highly recommend checking out the Real America podcast. But, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the current class of Republicans, you know, it's a, it's a lot more diverse than corporate media and Democrats would otherwise suggest. Well, it's true. Um, I think one of the things that I like most about Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel's RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel's podcast is the fact that she allows her listeners and viewers to get a different perspective and different insights on so many Republican leaders that we have across the country that are doing so many tremendous things. And so a lot of times you won't see the mainstream media, of course, highlighting the accomplishments of our Republican leaders that are in office. But luckily, her podcast and other platforms like this highlight those things because, look, because of President Trump, there's no doubt that our party is more diverse, that our party's base has grown, and that our party has expanded and, and is, and is uh, going into what I consider it to be a uh, a, a, a middle-class party, a, a, a blue-collar party. And that's a good thing, because the policies that were implemented by President Trump working with congressional Republicans created an inclusive economy. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at this past election that we had with Republicans, there were about 15 or so Republican seats that flipped that went from Democrat to Republican in the House. Those seats were won either by a woman, a minority, or a veteran. That is something that the mainstream media doesn't want to highlight, you know, because they don't want to show that the party is growing. They don't, they want to minimize the fact that in Virginia, where I happen to live and where I am, uh, uh, today, they have a new governor coming into town. That is going to be transformational. But Glenn Youngkin brought along with him two people that were elected by the Commonwealth of Virginia voters, uh, Winsome Sears and Jason Myris. Winsome Sears, a black American, and uh, and, and Jason uh, Myris, who happens to be a Cuban-American. This is the diversity of our party. This is the inclusivity of our party. But it's much more than that. It's the fact that our policies 
are working for the American people. And what we've seen with the Democrats is that their policies are not working and they're actually hurting the American people. Yeah, you're right. And look, the the GOP party, regardless of what a lot of mainstream media will focus on, it is the party of growth and inclusion um, and and, and explosive uh, policies that really help lift all Americans up. What we experienced under President Trump, unfortunately, what we have seen really go by the wayside under President Biden. Um, now, part of your role at the RNC is to ensure the Republican message is meeting all audiences. Can you tell us about your engagement with black communities and other minority communities and how they are responding to the Republican message? Well, that's a very good question, Mandy. One of the things that uh, Chairwoman McDaniel wanted to ensure that I was doing was making sure we took the Republican message to every uh, voter and, and every platform. So whether it's, you know, go appearing on Super Talk or whether it's going on Black News Channel or or a different uh, types of media platforms, because what we know is black Americans specifically aren't always watching Fox News. Uh, if you look at the, the polling or the, the, the look at the data, uh, the, the ratings, they're certainly not watching CNN either. Uh, so we know that they're looking and getting news from a variety of places, and we want to be present. And so uh, I, I have made it my my charge to uh, virtually accept all invitations that we can get that I can do from a whole host of different ver- diverse uh, media platforms so that we can take our message there. And when it comes to uh, the community centers that we're opening up, that the chairwoman invested $2 million of RNC donor money because we felt that it was an important investment that the party needed to grow and it needed to expand, but actually be present in these communities. And so uh, we're going to have we have at least 20 uh, community centers that are opened right now for the in the Black American community, Hispanic American communities, like in the Rio Grande Valley specifically, uh, as well as the APA, Asian Pacific American communities across the country. And there's going to be more to come. Uh, in 2022. But when we open up these community centers, these resource centers, we also invite the media in. And we, we, you know, I write a regular op-ed in a black newspaper in North Carolina called The Carolinian. It's all these different types of techniques that we use to have a consistent presence in diverse communities so that the Republican message, the conservative principles, the conservative values are there. Because look, at the end of the day, if we don't show up, we can't ask for the vote. We can't earn the vote. And it's and it's really silly for people to show up one week, two weeks, two months, right before an election. The RNC has been committed and present in these communities for since, since the presidential election cycle. And we've continued to be there. And we, will, we will be there even longer because this is an intentional, sustained, meaningful effort of engagement. Yeah, I think it's so smart. And I, and I love the organization and the discipline that's really been applied under the leadership of uh, Chairwoman McDaniel. I feel like President Trump really energized uh, this, this approach to reach into communities that historically folks had not approached. And if they did, it was in kind of a superficial sense, like maybe a week or so before that, that, that that's not a serious way to engage people. You meaningfully want to be a part of your, your party's thoughts and ideas, which is where we are today. We want everyone to to be a part of the Republican uh, thought process and increasing freedoms and liberties, which is increasingly important in this post-COVID world that we are now in. Now, can you break down a little bit the outlook in the House for GOP? What are the prospects for retaking the majority? Well, you know, we're very excited about our prospects of a red wave happening. We saw the red wave start 
when it came to a lot of these special elections that Republicans have been winning uh, this year. When you look at the the flips that we've had, especially in these districts and uh, in areas where Republicans are historically not supposed to do well in, especially in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, down in Texas with Hispanic districts and minor, other minority districts. And so we've seen this red wave and then obviously with Virginia, with Glenn Youngkin, Winston Sears and Jason Myers and other uh, races down ballot that we saw across the country highlight this red wave is real and that it's already happening. And so when it comes to the House of Representatives, we are excited about the prospects of retiring Nancy Pelosi once and for all. <laughs> we did it once before, but we were able to do it again. And we know that historically, uh, the party uh, during the midterms, the, the opposite party of the person in the White House party affiliation normally uh, picks up seats. Uh, if you listen to different estimates, uh, conservatively, those are supposed to be in the double digits. Another interesting thing, Manny, that's happening across the country is that Democrats are leaving uh, the, 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 the race. They're saying they're not going to run for re-election in, in Congress. That's an interesting thing because if they felt that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had a strong agenda, if they thought their prospects for passing their liberal progressive agenda was going to be happening with a majority in Congress, they would stay in the fight. They would say, I want to continue to run. But record numbers every single day are coming out and saying, no, we're getting out on the Democrat side. That is a bad omen for the Democrat Party's future, but it's a good sign for Republicans. And it reinforces what we see in this red wave. And that is Democrats see the writing on the wall. They understand quite simply that their liberal radical agenda is being rejected by the American people and that our awakening is going is happening and it's going to come in the November elections and midterm elections that's going to usher in Republicans taking back the House and hopefully we can take back the Senate as well. Yeah, that, I, I'm very excited about the prospects in the House. Um, don't want to be overly excited. We can't get comfortable. We've got to stay focused. But um, you break it right. down so well. Uh, there's a lot of things going in our favor really quick in the Senate. Um, it seems like we've, we've got to hold Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and win back Georgia, Arizona, and New Hampshire. Um, do, do, can you just break down the, the, the outlook, your outlook, on us being able to do that and take back the majority in the Senate? Yeah, when you look at the Senate, it, the, the, the map is a little bit more challenging, but it's not that it's a challenge that we're not able to meet. We have excellent candidates that are running in all of these races, uh, and that's a good thing to have, a strong bench. So and the Republican National Committee remains neutral in primaries, and we activate when we have an actual candidate uh, that comes out of the primary. And we're optimistic about all of our candidates that are going to come out because we know that they're going to be candidates that are going to put the American people first and have policies that are going to empower, uplift, and encourage, and not the policies that we've seen from this past year uh, from the Biden-Harris administration and those Democrats I don't even call them Democrats, those radical liberal progressives that are there uh, in, in the House and the Senate that are really destroying the, the recovery, destroying the economy, and really destroying the, the morale of the American people, especially with their botching of Afghanistan, their botching of uh, this whole COVID uh, crisis and the botching of how they're handling the border crisis. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, Paris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us and have a happy new year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year.
Demand the best for your truck. Line X spray-on bed liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Line X of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Line X of Jackson has been your source for spray and bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between airport and crossgates. Line X of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Ace Bolt and Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt and Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations at gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, January 6th at our new location, the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from statewide elected officials, legislators, and business leaders, and will provide attendees a special preview of what they can expect during the 2022 legislative session. To register, go to MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Register today. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Let's go. That's a total throwback. And uh, hey, that's how I'm feeling after my last conversation with uh, RNC spokesperson Paris Denard. I mean, they they are geared up to fight for the American people, uh, to fight for access to liberty, and to make sure that 2022 truly is defined by positive news stories in line with American values um, and comes to the culmination of a giant red wave next November. All right. I just want to remind our audience, there are various ways to listen, watch, and follow all the content generated here at Supertalk Mississippi. You can... Listen to Middays with Gerard Gibbert on supertalk.fm and the Supertalk Mississippi app. The best way to listen to the show each day, the way I listen, is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station anywhere across the state. You can also watch Supertalk TV on Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, C Spire TV, and YouTube. Just go to supertalk.fm backslash connect to find out more. And don't forget social media. Keep up with everything on Supertalk Mississippi by following us on Twitter. Just search for at Supertalk on Twitter. And we've got Facebook. Follow Supertalk Mississippi on Facebook for stories and videos about the news, politics, and sports happening all across Mississippi. Okay, Ryan, can we talk about uh, New Year's Eve for a second? Sure. All right. So I found some really interesting stats. Um where do you think New Year's Eve ranks on America's list of favorite holidays? Hmm, probably in the top five, but I wouldn't say it's anywhere in the top three. Your, your guess is spot on. It's ranked fourth. Oh, uh, well, there we go. So there you go. Uh, predictably, Christmas is number one, uh, Thanksgiving and July 4th, and then you have New Year's Eve that is ranked fourth. Um, now, just because people like New Year's Eve, it doesn't mean that everyone actually stays up until midnight. A lot of folks, uh, yours truly included, um, about 48% of parents plan to do countdowns at 9 p.m. with kids and then just get on with the evening uh, tucked into bed. Um, now, there are 3% of Americans that don't plan on celebrating at all. They instead plan to just in the whole night sleeping and not even bother with the whole celebration. <laughs> uh, that seems a little sad, but hey. T- Every party needs a pooper. Exactly. That's right. You couldn't appreciate the great aspects if you didn't have something to balance it with. Um, now, speaking of the celebration, uh, the ball, the ball that will drop, um, it has dropped every year, including last year at the height of COVID, other than uh, two years during World War II. The ball, the crystal ball that drops at Times Square weighs 11,800 and 75 pounds, and it's covered with 2,688 Waterford crystal triangles. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty intense. So for anyone who's gearing up for New Year's Eve celebration, I've given you uh, some information to maybe strike up that conversation with the, with the person that's next to you and, um, 
and uh, maybe you can start off the year with a whole new friendship, discussing some of the intricacies and facts uh, more behind the scenes when it comes to New Year's Eve and the affiliated celebrations. I got a bit of a wacky story to wind up the year with here okay. on Middays. It's All out right. of England. Well, te- not technically England. That's out of Wales. A little town called Buckley, Wales. Okay. Has had a bit of a pest problem over the Christmas holidays. And uh, the the story doesn't have the happiest of ending if you are an animal lover, but uh, a little squirrel that was nicknamed Stripes, a gray squirrel, which is considered an invasive species in Britain, was on a rampage in Buckley, Wales, attacking 21 people, four pets, and injuring 18 people and one pet sending some folks to the hospital to get a tetanus shot because it broke the skin. It all came to an abrupt halt when one sweet little lady put a trap out full of peanuts and caught it and handed it over to the authorities without realizing that it was an invasive species and the authorities had to put the little squirrel down. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But, yeah, be glad you aren't in Wales getting attacked by a squirrel. Yeah, let's all be thankful for that. Um, And if you do see squirrels, maybe try to avoid them. You never know. What's going on with them? Well, look, uh, for this this final segment, it has truly been an honor to the listeners who have joined us today for me to be a part of the Middays program. I just want to leave you with this thought that, to me, 2021 was the year of the COVID hangover. We haven't been able to get out of the COVID rut. Um, poor leadership has exacerbated the economy, undermined the safety of communities, and abused authority to push unpopular policies And leaders have engaged in hypocritical behavior, ultimately undercutting public trust. But what I hope you learned today is that we can make 2022 the year of the Great American Rebound. There are great people like our guests working to help improve lives through better education, honest news, innovative technologies, and expanding access to liberty. Thank you for the ability to talk about these issues with you today and wish you all a very safe and happy new year. Mississippi Media Production.